everybody. Welcome to the Elder Geek Game Club. This is episode number six. My name is Steve Wilkinson, uh, and with me, as always, is Phil Summers, creator of Schmoozle.com. Phil, how are you doing tonight? Great. How are you? I'm doing quite well, and from eldergeek.com, of course, we also have Randy with us. Thanks for having me, Randy. Steve. As always, the, the most handsomest uh, host we have for this show. Wow. <laughs> Actually, I, I think the, th- <laughs> the thanks might uh, be more uh, appropriate given to you. Thanks for having us, um, as we've now kind of transitioned the game club over from being a uh, schmoozle podcast to joining the Elder Geek Network. It's an, it's uh, an awesome show. I just kind of feel like we need to be like gathering up together and, and like, you know, sharing wine and secrets and, or, you know, and cooking secrets <laughs> and crap like that as we do this, you know, or what, whatever happens in that would be great. stereotypical <laughs> book clubs. Uh, it, that's the one the one drawback to this is that we, we can't sit around with a nice bottle of Chardonnay. <laughs> oh, I would love that. That would be interesting. <laughs> some wine well, we'll cheese see. and some Ritz crackers or something. We, we, all, we all live relatively close to each other, so uh, we'll see what we can work out. It's not, not a bad idea. idea. It's not a bad idea. <laughs> so for all you other people out there who might be joining us for the first time and for our returning uh, our friends from the Shemuzel community, uh, we'll just give you a quick rundown of how the show works, how the game club works. Um, what we do is we pick two games, kind of a retro game, a classic game, or an indie game, and uh, we kind of pit them against each other. We have the community go on the we- go on the website and vote on which game they want to play uh, along with us. And then we spend about two weeks playing through the game, kind of collecting our thoughts, and then we get together every other Tuesday night here on the internets, and uh, we kind of just get together and, and, and put all these thoughts into a, into a podcast form, which is easy to digest. So this time around, uh, we had um, Shatterhand was the game yes. that uh, we chose, and we spent some time playing it. Um, I guess before we get into our thoughts, as usual, what we do is we have Phil here, who's kind of our, our resident video game historian, likes to uh, give us a breakdown of kind of, you know, just some history about the game. So, Phil, why don't you... Uh, Start us off with with some history about Shatterhand. Sure. Uh, there's really, unfortunately, not much of a history to Shatterhand because it's just like a one-off. Um, you're going to have to forgive me. I'm probably going to say like a million things wrong here. So uh, it's developed by Natsume. Would you say Natsume or Natsume? How would you say that? I'd say Natsume. Natsume. Yeah. yeah. That's what I thought. All right. So it is uh, developed by them. It's like a NES game. Uh, it was published by Jalico. Or Jalico. I've heard, I've heard some people say Jalico. I've been saying Jalico since I've been a little kid, and I, I know it's wrong. You know, just like we've been saying <laughs> Ryu and stuff like right. that. Right. <laughs> See, here I, it's probably because it rhymes with Coleco. Yeah, that's you're probably having, right. You're probably yeah. right. having that as our probably our first point of reference as young video game players. Right, so maybe perhaps it is Jalico. Jalico. Yeah, I guess that is true. But I've always said it as uh, Jalco. So whatever. So that's what I meant by I'm probably going to say a million things wrong when I have more things I'm going to say <laughs> wrong later. So we will we'll forgive you. Yeah, and I'm not in '91, like December '91. So I mean, by that point, SNES was already out for a few months. Uh, Genesis is already pretty big, and uh, you know it kind of got overlooked. There, you know, there was some coverage in game magazines. I found that uh, when it came out, EGM gave it straight eights. I couldn't find any actual quotes from the reviews. But uh, it was four eights out of their uh, review, so, you know, pretty good for a NES game at the time. Uh, it's a two D action game, uh, sort of something like a Ninja Guide in Castlevania. Uh, there's like a Mega Style stage select in there. Um, 
the one interesting thing about it is that it was made for the U.S., um, but when it was released in Japan, it got a makeover and it's turned into like a licensed game and it was based on a Sentai, which is, you know, like a Power Rangers thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had the name written down here. I'm not, I don't even know if I'm going to bother pronouncing the name. <laughs> kill it. Uh, so let's just say it was Power Rangers over there. Let <laughs> <laughs> me take a crack at it. Tokyo uh, Shirai Soul Brain. <laughs> yeah. Tokyo yeah. sounded good. Tokyo Shirai Soul Brain. Tokyo. Yeah, I don't know. Sure. I <laughs> <laughs> probably had it pretty close, Randy. Uh, and then, I mean, the, the major differences there is, you know, the, a lot of the bad guy sprites changed. Uh, all the stages were the same aside from one of them. Uh, the one submarine stage became a carnival theme. <laughs> and 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 that's it. And and, and that's really it for Shatterhand. Uh, it never got, a, never got a sequel. Uh, it's just one of those cool kind of hidden gems from the Nintendo era. Something that a lot of people forget about or probably doesn't even know it exists. So that's why I thought it was kind of cool when, when Randy brought it up to cover this game uh, because not many people know about it. It's a, it's a cool game. So here we are. You said it came out in 91? Yeah. yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah, because I, I mean, I had heard of it uh, when you brought it up, Randy, but uh, yeah, aside from just kind of knowing the name, I, I really knew nothing about it. I don't even think I had ever seen any any screenshots or anything from it before. Nice. So, so yeah, you're you're right. It definitely was a kind of a hidden gem. Mm-hmm. That's funny about the submarine stage becoming a carnival theme stage because it reminds me of Streets of Rage now, and it makes me wonder like, <laughs> was that like a prereq for like <laughs> uh, Japanese? Game? They were like, wait a minute, we can't release this here. Where's the carnival theme stage? Yeah, they got at the carnival. <laughs> They do have a lot of carnival theme stages. Just... <laughs> it's like a thing. They're like, uh, the submarine stage was pretty weak. I guess we can cut that out and uh, get the get the carnival in there. <laughs>
Steve, since you came into it so fresh, what did you, I mean, when you put it on, have you, did you watch any videos on YouTube or you just went right into it? I went right into it. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, I think the only video I had seen was, um, you know, when we were kind of doing the pre stuff for this show and we were just kind of, you know, shooting links back and forth um, oh, right. a couple of weeks ago was the, I watched some of the YouTube then, but aside from that, I, I really didn't see much. And yeah, I pretty much just jumped right into the game. Cool. So what did you think jumping right into the game? Well, let me tell you. <laughs> I feel like I caught you off guard here. <laughs> I was just looking at the notes and, and pencils I, down. I thought I was, I was going second, so I was kind of all, you know, that's all right. I'll go. I like how I heard him click to the bullet list too. He goes, "Let me see here," and he heard. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to turn the sensitivity down on this mic. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> um, I I like the concept a lot. I, I just kind of like the whole. Uh, you know, it was a game. You're just a guy, and you're just running around, and you're punching the shit out of everything, basically. And I liked that. I thought that was kind of funny. I never, I can't think of any other game off the top of my head that's really like that. That's a it's that's true. a 2D action game where you don't get weapons. You know, you, you don't uh, you get power sort of. But I'll, I'll get into that in a second. But yeah, I just liked that it was kind of a a very you know, I mean, I guess I could say that games like streets of rage and brawlers are right, right. right. But no, i know what you mean you like know brawl yeah. you, right you literally are just punching you know you don't kick you don't you know just um and i thought that was cool um i uh, i'll get to the downside of it in a moment but i i did like the whole robot buddy system i liked how you could like hit the hit the little uh, power-ups and change them and then depending on how you configured them you got a different uh companion to go right. with you i thought that was neat and uh i found myself you know kind of like making little notes because I wanted the one that, uh, you know, would, uh, I found that on the, especially on that first stage, it was great. If you had the one that shot the little, uh, electrical balls that went up because okay. it oh, yeah. Yeah. took care of those damn things on the ceiling. So I kind of was making sure to get that. Um, and then when you, uh, the end boss on the first stage, uh, I got the guy, the one that has the sword and I just plowed through them like, like nobody's business. So that really? was, you thought the sword one was. The, I got I made the sword one. I was like, I'm never making him again. I made him for, <laughs> made him for the boss at the end. Okay. And I didn't. Yeah, I didn't use him going through the level because I did one time uh, just experimenting, um, and it was pretty worthless. But uh, yeah, on the boss, it actually the sword guy. Uh, I think killed him relatively quickly. Like I, when he died, I was like, wow. I, I was surprised how fast it happened. He might have only gotten into one. Th- you know how he has the phase where he jumps up on the wall and he like throws little things and they the balls go around the perimeter. Right. I think he only got to do that one time when I used the sword guy. Oh wow! So that that was kind of cool. That was a neat that was a neat twist on power ups because I can't think of any other game where you kind of from that time period where you would you had to kind of be very uh, calculating about how you right. Uh, Th- did you, while you were playing it, Steve, were you able to do, like, three more power-ups while you actually had an active robot? No, no, I, did. I never made it that far. <laughs> Phil, did you ever get to do it? Yes. I it's mean, pretty uh, badass, assu- isn't it? Assu- I was going to say, I'm assuming you did it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I, I like, I, every stage, I, like, tried my damnedest to do it yeah. because, uh, you know, Steve, what happens is if you have a robot and you get three more letters to build... Another robot, and, and I'm not quite sure if you have to have the exact same it's robot. Gotta be the build. same robot. It's got to be the same robot yeah, build. I screwed up, and when I when I got my other three, it, it didn't just builds you a different one. Yeah, and I was like, oh, 
shit. <laughs> so, so what happens is if you build the same robot, so if you do like, you know, BBB or DDD or, or you know, any combination, if you do that twice in mm-hmm. a row, you actually get this full body like metal suit and you become invincible for 15 seconds. Oh, wow. And while you're doing that, you also throw these like really wicked, huge like fireballs. I'm assuming it's like you punch the fireballs or whatever, but but uh, you become like massively overpowered, and it's it's really kind of fun. Wow, yeah. that's awesome. Now, unfortunately, I I always died before I could get a second one, and I never even thought that something like that would happen because I di- I didn't you know really do any uh, uh, research on the game ahead of time. So had I known that that was a possibility, I probably would have pushed myself a little harder to to not die, right? <laughs> or at least to not have your little robot buddies die. Yeah, right, and, that's yeah. The, and that's the thing. Like, that's what's kind of cool about the robot buddies, too. It's like you want to become the robot, so then you're you're becoming... Because your robot buddies can get hurt. So now you want to protect them because you need them so that you can become the robot. Hmm. It's like, it's kind of cool how, like, how important the power-ups become. Yeah, and then it's also a little bit awkward. I You know, hopefully I'm not jumping in too soon, but it's also kind okay. of a little bit awkward because they're always behind you. They're always, like, up and behind you by, like, 90 degrees or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So, like, depending on how you face and how you jump and turn and stuff like that, you might accidentally bump them into bad guys. So, um, I don't know. It's almost like they almost become like this extraneous appendage that is also awesome at the same time. So, uh, they're they're fragile, but they're also really powerful at the same right. time. Right. I know what you mean because, like, what will happen is when you run, it goes behind you. And then the moment you stop is when it goes in front of you. Right. But if you're fighting, like, a tall guy further than your punch is so the robot is going to be touching the bad guy before your fist touches them you know so right. you kind of have to be really careful right or you got to be like you got to be careful how you're using their power or like you got to be selective as to which power you're going to use so it almost like becomes a strategy in its own like how you want to beat that stage as to what letters you want to get to to help you finish it now did you guys have like a combination that you just found you liked using all the time for me it was bbb that's the one where the robot basically just throws like a bomb diagonally towards the ground. Yeah, BBB was was pretty much my go-to as well um, because the the splash damage on that thing was pretty yeah. pretty mm. effective. Which I was impressed by the fact that an NES game had splash damage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I can't think of another NES game that actually did that. You know, I, I was really impressed by that. Yeah, you know, I didn't. That did, actually didn't even dawn on me. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that that, that shit came in handy, man. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know when when there was like that bad guy that was at that really shitty angle, and you you, you like made it explode just at the right. <laughs> yeah. End, mm-hmm. you know? Or those those robots. What I'm talking about? Guy yep. looks like Zangief in the robot suit. <laughs> yeah, he totally. It totally does look like Zangief. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> yeah, he, the robot. That robot came in handy for him too. <laughs> Steve, just, was was there a power up that you were that you went to other than than your the ones you said earlier? Your your sword guy and. Uh, no, no, not really. I did try that. I did. I think I tried a bunch of different combinations. I got the one you guys are talking about. Um, I can't think of any other ones. I'll stop my, I can think of the sword, the laser, that one. Laser one's a good one. There's also a flamethrower that's absolutely useless. Yeah, it I, didn't even, I don't, I don't think I got it to work. Is I, that the it's just like a ball is just appearing there. And I then... did get that, and I had the same thing. Nothing happened, and I couldn't figure out what it was supposed to do, and then it just, I, and then it died. I think it. <laughs> I think you either have to like hold down your attack button, or you gotta like mash it to like make it 
you know, uh, fire a lot more, but it is easily the most worthless power up in the entire game. You know what? That's a good point, and it's something I should probably mention is that um, I don't own a working NES at this point in my life. Unfortunately, I'd love to. No. Yeah, so I had to. I had to play the game through uh, other means, um, which I do not, you know, necessarily endorse. But in this, for the sake of the the show, I, I had to uh, do that. So. Um, Unfortunately, for whatever reason, I could not get uh, the program I was using to recognize my joystick. So I had to play the whole game with keyboard, and and that was it. So um, I didn't, yeah, things like I didn't really do a lot of like hammering on and stuff because I didn't want to. <laughs> <you know. laughs> it, it was a little awkward for me in that way. Uh, in that I think I would have had more fun using a controller. It just would have had a better feel for sure. Um, yeah. But it, it didn't prevent me from playing it, and it, it was what I, I had to do. What I had to do to to get in there, and uh, and actually play it. So, Phil, did you did you play it on an on an NES or? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I uh, I did as well. Here you can actually hear it. In the, there in it the is. Back. There it is. <laughs> I, uh, I it's actually right by my microphone because I, I needed to disassemble the damn thing to to get it to run. Um, <laughs> Just dirty, dirty connections on the inside, and I was like, "No, I need you to go." So <clears throat> I took it apart and, and cleaned it as best I could, but uh, it was still a little bit of a touch and go experience for me. Yeah, you were saying that it was crashing on you a lot after certain parts, and it really, I've never seen an NES actually do it before. It was like if I finished a level, the, the game might have crashed. If I died, the game might have crashed. If uh, I was con- I considered myself lucky if I got the- to run the game and the and the audio would stay in the entire time. Oh, so um, I-, I did get some good time in with the game, but uh, but you know, sadly, my technology is just getting on the older side here. You know, man. Yeah. Well, did you ever get a new? Uh, you can get a seventy-two pin. Oh, I never. I've never. I've never replaced it. I this is literally my original NES from like nineteen ninety-six wow. or whatever. Wow. Yeah. You gotta yeah. get new. You gotta get new pins for that, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I probably do. See, I, what I was doing was I, I ripped off the top so I can get access to the pins a little bit better, and I was in there cleaning it out with alcohol. Right. right. And, uh, after I cleaned it, like after I cleaned it and the cartridge, the game would run pretty well. But you know, give it a give it a little bit, and it would it would go back to the the blinking pl- uh, pink screen. Right. Wow. Yeah. So so how far? How far did you guys make it? Because well, I mean, so what happens is you you complete the first stage, and then there's like a Mega Man style stage select where you can choose what was it five stages? Yep, five stages. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So did you guys try all those stages? How many of them did you actually finish? I tried them all. I did not finish any of them. Really? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, that was actually one thing that I that kind of annoyed me about the game was that the, to get to the stage select, you had to finish that first level. Yeah, there was no way to skip back to that. However, because of the uh, method in which I was playing the game, I, <laughs> I was able to. Uh, when I got to the stage select screen, I did a, uh, I saved a state, and then I was able to just oh, reload wow. that right back at the at the menu screen. So then I could kind of a little more leisurely kind of dig into the levels and check them out and stuff, and not not kind of have to spend the first ten fifteen minutes or so getting through that first one again. I think that actually you bring up probably my biggest complaint about the game is whenever you play it, you've got to go through that intro stage. You know, there, this game is so reminiscent of, of Mega Man, it's not even funny, but at the same time, it, it doesn't even have the decency to throw a, a code system your way. 
you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I was actually, because I didn't, like I said, I didn't know much about it. I was surprised to find out that it, I was, when I, the first time I died, the first time I got through the first stage, I selected a level. I had like one guy left. I got in there and I promptly got my ass kicked. And I, <laughs> I was waiting for the, the code to come up to say, you know, put this in next time or whatever. And that didn't happen. <laughs> I was like, yeah. what the hell is going on here? So, yeah, I would agree. That was that was probably, that's actually the first bullet point on my uh, disliked thing yeah. here is, is the fact that uh, that you couldn't get back to that stage select easily. Which, yeah. I mean, that's, that was just the way games were at the time. You know, it was not as forgiving, I guess. But, well, that's not entirely true because, like you said, Mega Man and them give you codes. And, yeah. right, they pre- and this came out well after it. Yeah. Well after it. That's true. Now, to answer your question that you asked earlier, you know, which stages did I finish? I finished the obviously the the starting stage, and then um, I was able to finish three of the five on the on the front stage, but uh, or up from the stage select, but never I was never able to do it so that like I would finish one stage and then the next and then the next. It was always like the intro stage and then one, and then the intro stage and then a different one. Oh, all right. I thought I'd run. Um, and and that had to do with my my nest crashing all the damn time. Because okay. it, I think you get infinite continues with the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, About that part. The the um, I, I liked the bosses, but they had nothing to abs- absolutely at all to do with their settings. You know, that's where, true. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they were just they were just badass looking robots, or, or you know, just badass looking looking kind of people. Um, but um, um, there was there was a couple of stages that just gave me absolute trouble and i could not get through um yeah the, I guess. The, the hardest stage is definitely that fire one i think it's the middle stage mm-hmm. that one was brutal where it starts out where the bombs are dropping on you pretty much yeah oh yeah yeah that's a hard one and that boss there was hard that was and the and the underwater stage is really hard too beat Did it you guys get to the it starts out i think that one's the one that starts out where you're slipping around on the ice yep yep yeah. i beat that one <laughs> Um, that, yeah. that boss is hard too. That boss, yep. is I was going nuts on that boss. I the only way I beat that boss was going in with the. I actually managed to go in with the with the power armor. Oh, you, you did really? Yep. Well, yeah. Got in with the power armor and, and like I had like one blip of health left. Hmm. I defeated you know, um. Actually, the boss on the fire stage I defeated with the armor. He's the. Did you get to him the guy with the sword? And you're on the elevator moving up, and there's all the gears that you had to dodge. That one. No. Really Nope, I didn't that. get that one. That one or the other one that gave me real trouble was uh, you start off and it's real rocky and then occasionally you have like boulders fall on your head. Yeah, I struggled that, with that one too, yeah. Yeah, that that, that stage I was just like, F this. this the, these random boulder drops are just driving me crazy. It, yeah, that was It tough. was the boulder drops and then it had all the bad guys in the beginning were the ones that shoot. So yeah, the it, ones that shoot, and then they they actually like piled up, and uh-huh. then you would like try to go punch them. Like you would punch the one, and there just happened to be two more identical <laughs> versions of him. Right. Below. Yeah, but I you know you can punch the bullets, right? Yep, you can punch the bullets, which is great. But still, when when you know three of them are shooting simultaneously, <laughs> yeah. you know you can only hit one. I think. Yeah. Yeah, but I had I a lot like, of slowdown on that stage too, like like just crawling, you know. Right. Oh, I, I, I did. Li- I do like. Like any projectile, anything that comes at you, you can punch it. Yeah, <laughs> that's all. It's pretty cool. <laughs> but I actually made it to the final stage. Get out! Did you really? Did yeah, I played Dude, it. Awesome. <laughs> then I up. I was 
I was kind of determined to win. I, was, I made it to the final stage, and I was like, okay, I, I'm going to do this. And then what happens is they kind of hit you with like a like a boss rush type deal. Almost like Mega Man, where you go through like a big portion of the stage, and then you fight a boss you already fought. Yeah. And then you go through another portion of the stage and fight another boss. And then the only thing is there's no checkpoints. So when you die, you got to do the entire stage over uh. again. So I fought, I fought, I got to the third boss and he killed me. And I was just like, I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. I got, it broke me. So I, I, I was determined to win and I, I just couldn't do it. But I think apparently um, as one of um, the only community member that took part, uh, Nate again, he mentioned, he must've looked it up or maybe he made it to the final boss, but he said, uh, you only have to fight three of the five bosses and then, you fight the final boss. So I was close. Yeah, you were real damn close, it sounds. I, yeah. I actually, I, when I was a kid, I actually completed this game. I remember I did. Wow. Uh, yeah, but I, and I wanted to buy it, but I couldn't find any stores that actually sold it. And so I had to, like, keep renting it from, like, our local rental place. And then, you know, uh, I remember when they, they closed up their store, I, I wanted to go buy their copy. But uh, they, for some reason, I either wouldn't want to sell it or they had already sold it. But but when I was yeah. a kid, I remember I beat this game. But no, it beat the shit out of me this time. So, I mean, obviously, I guess you loved it when you were a kid, right? Yeah, I did. I did. So how do you, how do you feel about it now? I like it a lot less. <laughs> oh, really? Really? You like it a lot oh, less? It's, I think it's a really great game, but I think, I, I, I don't know. I remember it with more polish, I suppose. I was I was disappointed. I popped it in and I was waiting for like, you know, the backstory to kind of pop up, you know, kind of like the in the year 2020 X. But mm-hmm. but there there is nothing like that. You just get you got a little something. You didn't you, you got. Yeah, you get him like blocking some bullets somebody. with, his, with yeah. his arm and then punching <laughs> the other guy. And I was like, oh, so that's the backstory. He blocks bullets and then he beats the shit out of people. <laughs> Who knows? We don't know. Bullets. He could be the bad guy, you know? <laughs> That would have been great if you get through the whole game and finish it, and then you find out you were the bad guy. <laughs> that would have like been blowing twelve-year-olds' minds all over the yeah. world. <laughs> You're the zombies. Yeah. No, John, you are the zombies. <laughs> did you ever did you ever hear that before? Any of the Doom thing? No. Huh? The, dr- gotta... the dramatic reading of the Doom fan fiction. Oh, <laughs> it's it's that up. Yeah, <laughs> I'll send you the link because yeah, it's it's just an internet piece of gold that shouldn't be missed <laughs> <laughs> um but you know i i had also misremembered there being a code system for the game and i was really disappointed by the that there wasn't a code system and uh i also misremembered thinking that when you actually beat these bosses that you gain some type of special power at the end of it you oh, know like like a mega man like a mega man but but that yeah. that wasn't the case so um in that sense i was kind of disappointed i thought there were like in in another sense, the game was actually a lot more mature than I had thought it was. Like like I said, with with splash damage and everything. But uh, um, I also really thought that the um, the healing system was quite clever. Oh where yeah, there were the pads, and you could only be healed or you could only be upgraded if you had the certain amount of coins to actually do it. Yeah, I forgot we didn't mm-hmm. even touch on that. Yeah, that was cool I th- too. I thought that was a really brilliant uh, a brilliant little concept. So, like, the, the picking up of coins, while it added to your points, it wasn't a worthless kind of system. Right. Um, and uh, I, I was actually learning new moves, how to, like, what to do with, like, my robots and stuff. I, I didn't know this when I was growing up, but if you hold down the duck button mm-hmm. or, and you hold down the A button to jump, your robot will actually come down and you'll grab onto it and you'll float up with it. Really? 
Yeah, it's so badass. And it works with all the robots, too. So you'll float up real, real high. And if you get shot, you drop automatically. But it's great for getting to high places you couldn't reach before. Wow. And uh, and there was also a way, like, if you did that, you could hit the B button. You could actually throw your robot like a like a weapon at your enemy, too. Shit. So, I mean, the, the, the game for, for on an NES controller, the shit that it pulled off, I thought, was just awesome, you know? It just yeah. it just lacked in the backstory and it lacked in like you know the simple cosmetic stuff like like uh, codes and everything like that. But animation wise, it was really good. The music I thought was fantastic. But uh, I don't know. I guess the old man in me is just spoiled by having codes. <laughs> yeah, you you are. <laughs> I'm I'm right there with you, man. Don't don't feel bad. <laughs> I guess I like the punishment a little more than you guys. A little bit. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that, dude. But yeah, I was just like, "Come on, I gotta play this first stage again." My NES sucks. Have pity on me. Yeah. See, now that's see, I didn't have the problem of it always resetting on me. So like, I only played the game two times. I sat down. Um, wow. I think Saturday afternoon for about like 40 minutes, and then Sunday night I played it for maybe like an hour and a half or something like that. So. I didn't have the problem of it always resetting on me. So I only did the first stage the two times. So that that didn't bother me then. But I can see how it's a valid complaint. Yeah. And it would have been nice to have passwords because, you know, I got frustrated with that final stage. And maybe if I had a password, I would have, like, went back to it the next night and spent, you know, an hour with it or something like that just on that stage. Mm-hmm. Instead, I would have had to, you know, play the game again for another 40 minutes, however long it would take me. So... Yeah, See, it definitely. The thing is, without the passwords, I think the game is as hard as Mega Man Two. But I think if it had passwords, it would be a lot easier. Like people would say, like, "Oh, it's too fucking easy." Back back in the day, I think people would have bitched that it was too easy. Yeah, I could see that because you would get through it pretty quick. But I don't know that final stage, man, is brutal. <laughs> okay, I, I I don't know. I can't. That that's another complaint too. It's just. A game where you have like a stage set like that, it's kind of it's really hard to uh, balance difficulty. You know what you know what I mean? Like it's hard mm-hmm. to ramp up difficulty and add to the challenge because the player has access to everything all at once. So all the stages are equally kind of as hard, and then like that final stage, it's just like brutal. It's just I don't know. I feel like there's no uh, there's no curve leaning up to it you just get destroyed so i don't know that's i guess that's kind of a some beef that i have with it there but but at the same time i like to level select because if you do suck at it at least you get to see everything you know yeah yeah or you or or if you just wanted to do a quick play of it you know you could pick the level that was your favorite and kind of gun through it kind of thing you know yeah oh and then uh jump into the graphics for a second I thought they were, they were decent for a Nintendo game, and the one stage was really cool. It had the uh, the the parallax scro- scrolling background. Yeah, remember that one? Mm-hmm. That was really cool. I thought I was like, "Wow, look at this!" There's like three layers going on here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was impressed. I kind of I kind of wish they had like a lot more of that. But they'd... yeah, some of the some of the level design was a little lacking. You know, there were some levels you're just like, okay. Going left or right, all right, fine. But but there were there were some pretty damn clever points in it, you know. Yeah, I kind of wish the cleverness was was stretched throughout. Like like you said, the the you know the multiple scrolling backgrounds or the uh, the one level where you could switch gravity by jumping hard enough off the yeah, floor. Yeah, yeah, that one's cool. 
Yeah, that was very V V V V V. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely. Did you did you get make it to that part, Steve? I did not. No. It's the uh, I forget what stage it was. It's like <clears> the second <throat> half of one of the stages, and that one's cool because that one they do kind of like ramp up the difficulty. Like first the pads, you know, they're just you're only up, and then you go through that Mega Man style door, and then the pads are only down, and then eventually. It mixes them to where, you know, depending on how high you jump, that's when it flips you up or down. Okay. Right. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's like, of course, on on some points, there's like fire on the ceiling or the floor, right. depending on where you are. Or like, and the, and the the enemies that they throw you at that at, at you at that part are just brutal. They're these giant, slow moving silver balls. But yeah, if you get close to them, you know, they're pretty much on top of you, and and you're you're dead. But uh, you know, because of the whole gravity situation, it's kind of hard to to. Uh, maneuver around right and you're like you're afraid to jump because you'll be sucked up into like the fire so you're just lightly tapping the jump button yeah to throw <laughs> for me i was like lightly tapping the jump button so i get my robot to throw his like bomb at it it is hmm. uh, that's pretty cool yeah I, I liked how some of the stages had some variety like that and mixed it up yeah i definitely i, I mean i did like the uh, uh if nothing else from a purely aesthetic i like that they uh had a little variety in the levels you know you had the ice level the fire level the rock level i guess all your, could... all your standard game levels yeah but, yeah, yeah. They, they <laughs> well, but they, they were good. they got them all in there that's good the submarine and, level and carnival yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i thought the I thought the end bosses were all really cool too. I, I honestly, I thought this was this was a great game that should have been like an anime or something afterwards. You know, Shatterhand. It was there's definitely a lot of Terminator uh, influences in this game. Yeah, even, even the cover of it. Like, I, you know, I don't know if any people listening to this can't see it, but the cover of it, it's this uh, very Arnold Schwarzenegger looking guy with with the wraparound glasses, and as he's punching the logo Shatterhand. Like his uh, his cybernetic hand is breaking through the the human skin below. Yeah, yeah. You know? I'll make sure to put a, uh, a picture of the cover up in the oh cool cool yeah. site. So if you're getting this this through uh, iTunes or some other uh, means, make sure to head over to eldergeek.com and look it up because we'll we'll make sure to get that in there. You can't miss that classic like late '80s slash early '90s art style. For all we know, we can't tell because it's from the front, but this guy could have a mullet. Oh, he probably does. He kind of <laughs> looked the, the he kind of looked like the what's what's his name? Uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I definitely thought that when I looked at the cover, saw the face. I was like, yeah, a little bit of Piper in there. Yeah, there he is. Little, <laughs> you looking at him now? <laughs> so, awesome. I, you know, overall, I, I think it's a really cool game. I don't have the um I didn't play it when I was a kid. Um so, you know, I don't have any sort of feelings attached to it like that. And right. I just, I, I like it for what it is. And I think it's a, a really cool game that I'm sad that I missed out on when it came out. Now, you just, you just bought it though, right? I owned it, uh, but I only played it briefly. Got so this ya. was kind of like the first time that I like really, really, really sat good. down with it and and played it and i really I, liked I was it gonna say it would be kind of an interesting little factoid like if you just picked it up recently to like let people know how much it cost when you when you paid for it like i because i bought my copy about mm-hmm. five or six years ago and i think i got it for like five dollars delivered i think it's real cheap um I, I can do a search on it right now just to get an idea um 
on eBay, used ones are about ten bucks. That's so not guess, bad at all. No. If this no. appeared on if this appeared on like Xbox Live Arcade, I would totally buy it and play it. Yeah. Yeah, like I think it's still worth playing today. I think it's I think it's held up relatively well considering. Yeah. There's a lot of bad action games from those days and plus <laughs> I'll this say. I love yeah. the music was good too as well. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. Was awesome. definitely had kind of a jamming kind of beat going on in there. Yeah, I was thinking, I was like, this sounds like Konami music. It does, me. yeah. So I looked up the <laughs> composer, and that dude worked on a couple Konami games, like Russian Attack and stuff. So uh, I was like, really? Yeah, so I was like, there we go. I knew That's it. Awesome. <laughs> hey, so, I, I, Phil, since you're you're like our little resident, uh, you know, uh, more classic game uh, historian kind of thing, is this, was this one of the games that Nintendo actually put out, like, um... Castlevania three, where it, it had like the the chip on the cartridge to to prevent like piracy and crap like that. No, I don't think so. No? Uh, the only thing the only thing I know of with Castlevania three is there was just a chip, um, mainly in, in the Japanese version that got ripped out of the American one uh, that handled audio and effects. But there was a piracy thing going on. Oh, I thought it was I thought it was piracy. It was audio. Yeah, Castlevania Three in Japan. Did you ever hear the music for that game in the ja- on the Japanese version? No, uh. Uh-uh. It's, I mean, it's all the same tracks, but they have like a real cool like. They don't. It's not. It doesn't sound like regular NES music. It has like a very distinct sound. Um. Yeah. So Konami packed it with this chip that did like real cool audio, and I think there's like a couple graphical effects that got axed on the um on the American release. Hmm. But that's all I know as far as chips on Castlevania 3. There may have been some kind of piracy thing. I mean, you could be right. But I, I thought that... Uh, oh, wait. Here we go. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm, I whipped out my wiki real quick. Besides just the different name, Japanese version had differences. Most notably, the original Japanese version contained this specialized VRC6 microprocessor chip. The game's audio programmer assisted in the chip's creation. So, yeah, I guess you were right. It was, hmm. it was an audio thing. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, speaking from experience, if they had put anything in there to prevent piracy with this game, it didn't work very well. <laughs> <laughs> again, again, I don't endorse that. I just, uh, you know, it was all... I know you, you, you kind of raise a, uh, like a good point. Well, and then you mentioned Xbox Live. Like, this game doesn't exist anymore. It's not on anything. So yeah, if right. you don't have a Nintendo... I don't. I mean, what are you supposed to do? Yeah, if I had a working Nintendo, which I, you know, I could probably just get one. I, I have a Nintendo. I tried to fix it at one point, but uh, I ordered some like a new power supply for it and stuff, and none of that worked. It still wouldn't oh, turn on. So then I just gave up. Oh. But um, I, you know, if I had had a working Nintendo, I definitely would have gone online and tried to get a copy of this. You know, and that well, the other the other issue that that kind of gets raised by it is is Jaleco even still in existence? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I don't. They might be. Uh, let me look it up real quick. The only thing I can say is, uh, they. I think they published some other Netsume uh, games. Gotcha. And they showed up on Virtual Console for Wii. Yeah. Like Shadow of the Ninja showed up on Virtual Console. I think maybe they didn't publish Shadow of the Ninja. Let me look that up too. Because that might be the. Uh, that might be the issue. Here's another little interesting fact about that that VRC6 chip. That was actually created by Konami. 
Yeah. Well, yep. I, I mean, I guess that obviously makes sense with the with the Castlevania thing. But if the if the guy who composed the music for for Shatterhand also did Konami stuff, then there is a possibility that that chip is in this cartridge. Uh, what well, on Shatterhand? Yeah. Like, and no, it's definitely not in there. You no. <laughs> if you hear well, if you hear the music, you would know. Um, God, yeah. Up, yeah. When we're done, just look up like uh, you know, the Japanese version of like on YouTube or something like that. Yeah, and you'll, you'll you can definitely hear a difference in the music. Got yeah. Okay, all right. Well, uh, I had hopes. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry to ruin your hopes here. <laughs> um, like, I'm still trying to look up a uh, Jalco, see if they exist. Well, while you're doing that, uh, you know, I guess we should definitely. You gave him a little bit of a shout out earlier, but uh, we should, you know. One of the things with this podcast, again, is you know we're, we're trying to get people in the in the community uh, to kind of play along with us, and uh, you know I don't know maybe that's maybe that's not a completely realistic expectation, but it would be nice to get more feedback from people who listen to the show, um, so that we can read it on the air, and you know who know down the road maybe we could try doing call-in type stuff uh, through Skype and, and have people, you know, come on and give us their opinions. And if that's the case, then I, I would definitely say that this guy is uh, high on the list of contenders because he's, he's been giving us uh, feedback every week. He's pretty much uh, the, the unofficial fourth <laughs> member yeah. of the show. Nate, this is, this is Nate. Yeah. Not Nate. to be, not to be confused with Nate who designed eldergeek.com, but a t- completely different Nate. Um, yes. If that Nate wants to jump into, then he is more than welcome to. <laughs> but no, this is this is Nate who uh, has been posting on the Shemuzel forums for for quite a few years now, and and uh, he's been uh, coming in consistently with with great stuff. So uh, he he said that you know he played it for four hours. He remembered rent again. He remembered renting it when it was a kid, but didn't get very far. Uh, <laughs> he loved it from the first punch that sent someone flying across the screen before exploding. So. <laughs> Very nice, and and again, yeah, he kind of goes along the same lines as what we said about you know there being strategy in the power up system and choosing the right helper robot, the invincible power armor. Um, yeah, he 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 liked it a lot as well. Um, so and he and he bought it. He's pretty hardcore about it too. Like he went and ordered it. That's awesome. Yeah. So he he seemed to uh, enjoy it as well, which is good. And by the way, uh, I. I, I guess Jellico sort of exists. They did a Wii game in 2009, but I think like that's like they're I think they're done. <laughs> yeah, I, really was, I saw exist. it was something like it was name only kind of thing or something like that that they had done it. Oh, uh, yeah. So I don't know. They're not. They're not out here. <laughs> I don't know. So I don't know if the, I guess, so I don't know if uh, Shatterham will ever be get re-released i mean who knows yeah natsume is actually sort of officially gone it says that in march 2006 natsume solution was merged with evolve company limited um then i have no idea who they are hmm. me either I'm, yeah all that natsume does these days is just they're all harvest moon and oh yeah yeah I didn't uh, know that i i was never a harvest really? moon I, yeah i never played harvest moon never i never played it either but i, I mean that's that's it, man. They I tried it once. That's like I'm talking about heroin or something. Like I, I yeah. tried. <laughs> I tried Harvest Moon once. It was I was young and you had a bad trip and yeah, no more. I was really into Animal Crossing. Someone told me it was like Animal Crossing, and it was not. Like, it wasn't either. like Animal Crossing. Oh yeah, I bought it. I bought the uh, GameCube one for my my wife, then girlfriend, and 
She liked it. I never actually played it myself. I watched her a few times. I mean, I thought it was kind of neat, but <laughs> you know, I didn't love it. But I, I'm, you know, it's keeping them in business, I guess. So that's cool. <laughs> yeah, they keep churning them out. <laughs> <laughs> sure are. Oh, they made Princess debut on the Nintendo DS. I. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I mentioned it because my um, sister-in-law let my wife borrow that game and it's been sitting on my shelf for like a year and I always think about just trying it because I'm like what is Princess Debut what could, what could this possibly be about <laughs> and I always think about trying it and I, I never go through with it yeah don't do it man <laughs> it looks like it could be like Elite Beat Agents or something like you make your princess dance at a ball <laughs> I don't know, man. It looks bad, but I... I think you'll definitely show up on some watch list somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> man, I can't do it. <laughs> uh, just just wait a little bit. Your your little girls are almost at that age, That's almost. True. And then I can play... You can... I, got to, I got you this game, and I'm, in my head, I'm like, yes, I can finally play Princess Debut. Yeah, you do get a pass with with daughters, so that, that's true. <laughs> I've played some. I've played some games I will never ever admit to in my lifetime, uh, on the DS as a result of having a daughter. <laughs> oh, man, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. So, so I mean, so that's Shatterhand. I mean, do we? Is there anything else you guys wanted to add? Uh, no, I think we covered it pretty well. Um, Good game. I, I definitely uh, was surprised. I liked it a lot. I didn't I didn't know what to, to make of it at first, but uh, very impressive. Cool. Yeah, I think out of out of the games that we've played so far for Game Club, I think this is my favorite that we've done. But um, I mean, that's kind of that kind of goes without saying, since this was kind of a childhood favorite. You right. know? Yeah. Cool. It doesn't so, really it doesn't really have anything on the cat game. That stuff. <laughs> Oh my! That's still my favorite. I think. Yeah, that's your that's your favorite one. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, do we do we have any um, you know, do we have any anything in mind that we can we can have the people vote on, or are we still are we still waiting on on possibilities um, for people? To I'm vote? thinking. Uh, I'm thinking these are that we do have two. Um, Radiant Silver Gun comes out uh, on Xbox next week. Nice. So this is a little tricky. So if Radiant Silver Gun wins, uh, there's not as to play it as other you know as previous ones right previous game clubs but we, I, I, we wanted to do that because I mean uh, I don't know about Steve but like I've always been dying to play that game yeah yeah I have and it's to. cool that it's like finally getting released and it still kind of counts as a retro game because it is an old because it's game. a Saturn game right oh, yeah. absolutely yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so it's uh, and then I figured maybe we could do uh, Ikaruga uh, as the other game, just because that's they're kind of, I guess it's almost like a sequel to Radiant Silver Gun, and it's also available on Xbox, and it's another shooter. Wow, yeah, I'm gonna get my ass kicked. You're you're gonna hear me raging next week because <laughs> I suck so hard at shooters. Good. So get ready. <laughs> <laughs> Have you played um, either of those before? No, I've never played either of them. I I gotta admit, like the last time I I, I hardcore played. Uh, like any any top down shooter was um you know I used to be a big like 1940 fan so like at 1942 1943 and 1940x yeah. were like the big ones those were the only ones I was ever good at and, and beyond that I've just I'm just terrible at shooters so oh. yeah 
Yeah, so since since the, the demise of arcades, I've kind of avoided them entirely. Hmm. Wow. Well, yeah. get ready, because I think next next game club is going to be a shooter either way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I played, I've played uh, Ikaruga before. In fact, I, I think I already own it uh, on Xbox, and I have the, uh, the Dreamcast version lying around somewhere in my collection. Um, so I would definitely really like to check out Radiant Silver Gun, not that I want to influence the votes or anything, but yeah, people should definitely vote for that one. Yeah, I have Ikaruga on GameCube and Xbox, so. Um, oh yeah, that's right. There was the Ikaru- uh, the um, GameCube, GameCube version as well. Yeah. Yep. I think you so, brought that over my house once, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I think I did. So yeah, and I mean, it does. It's been years since I played Ikaruga, so I, I wouldn't mind playing that again. But yeah, I would also do Radiant Silver Gun. Okay, so that'll be. Uh, if we're all in agreement, I, I think it's safe to say that that will definitely be uh, the two choices. Uh, unless there's any other shoot 'em up type game, I guess, to throw in there. I think those are two good choices. I, I think people should just now go and bitch at us on the Facebook page or, or on Elder Geek or, or wherever they want to bitch at us and, and tell us which one they want to play with us. Absolutely. Absolutely. We will have a poll up there, so please head over to eldergeek.com, uh, look for the poll, and you can go ahead and vote. Um, check us out on Facebook. Like Randy said, uh, uh, facebook.com slash eldergeek. Is that correct? It's uh, facebook.com slash, I think, eldergeek.com spelled out, I think. Uh, right, and, that's, and <laughs> yeah. that, that's the Twitter as well, at, at uh, eldergeek.com. Yeah, we kind of we kind of kept it consistent with, with YouTube because I think eldergeek was taken. So every, every all of our things are eldergeek.com spelled out. Cool. And, and enunciated that, that clearly, too. Yes. Oh, and the, and the way the poll works, too, is uh, it closes. So the podcast is posted on a Thursday, and then the poll closes on a Saturday, like afternoon, right? Right. And that's just been how we've been doing it. Uh, you know, maybe it would be worth extending it longer or shorter. I, I don't know. So far. No, I think I think that the two days or three days or whatever is fine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and just so people that know be- that this is not a versus kind of poll. This is not a which game do you think is better. This is a which game do you want to play with us? Which game do you think we should play and, and cover in the next podcast? Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's not. Well, that game is way cooler. Yeah. Like, you know, when we did the game about my cat in that, or that was like voted on. I feel like people voted for that just like to give us a hard time, and it's <laughs> like, well, I mean. Are you gonna? Do you want to play the game? Do you really want to play this game? And do you really want to hear about this game next time? So don't, don't sabotage the episode. I think we did a pretty good job with what we could with that game. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> <Don't>, uh... <laughs> Phil's still feeling a little sore about that one. <laughs> I will never forget. I'll never forget it. We we uh we brought well, it. Dude, it's just like it's just like any design type of thing. You never present a product that you don't want to actually go with. This you you fucking remove those entirely. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, but however, the cat game has spawned us to put a. Uh, we now have a clause in 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 uh, the rules for game club. <laughs> it's like a, we have like a little one of those little upside down crosses on there where it says we can have an executive order if we need to to override the vote. <laughs> Two of the three viewers cried while playing this game. We're yeah, now playing the other game. If we can get a quorum of two of the three hosts to agree, <laughs> we can overturn a, a ruling. So, <laughs> All right, yeah, that's, that's, good. <laughs> that's a good rule. So, 
I, I mean, I, and I hope for new listeners, Elder Geek, I hope you guys are cool. You know, you know, the idea and take part. That would be great. Yeah. And, yeah. Absolutely. And leave like the comments just in that episode's post too. You know, if, I mean, I guess it gets a little confusing, but you know, we'll find your comments about these games. So just <laughs> leave them somewhere and we will find them. So post about this episode with Shatterhand. We're talking about Radiant Silver. Like, you know, the poll is already there for Radiant Silver Gun and, and Ikaruga. If you've already played them or whatever, you want to leave comments about them in that post. I mean, that's fine. You know, we'll find the comments. Yeah. Anywhere is fine. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, does that make sense? Is that <laughs> makes sense to me, man? I, I'm sure it's going to make sense to them. And if not, we'll just make fun of them in the next podcast and be like, All right. sure, you left the comments, but you left them in the news section about how Dead Island was delayed in release or something. Yeah. Anyway, how, how the wrong one was released. Oh, it's bad, too. But that's a, that's a whole other topic. Whole other topic. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> whole other topic. All right. Well, what do you what do you say? All right. Yeah. For uh, for us, let's wrap it up. Uh, for myself, Steve, and Phil, and Randy, uh, thanks very much for listening, and uh, we will see you next time on the Game Club. Yeah. Bid you adieu. Later.